This is Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where each week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be speaking with Paige Nielsen from Piper. Adult Site Broker is proud to announce that we've doubled our affiliate payouts on ASB Cash. Now when you refer sellers or buyers to us at Adult Site Broker, you're going to receive 20% of our broker commission on any and all sales that result from that referral for life. You can either place a link to us on your site or refer buyers and sellers through an email introduction. ASB Cash is the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage. Check out ASBCash.com for more details and to sign up. We've also added an events section to our website at AdultSiteBroker.com. Now you can get information on B2B events on our website as well as special discounts reserved for our clients. Go to AdultSiteBroker.com for more details. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to offer for sale a growing sex doll site. Started in 2016, it's grown to over $2 million in annual revenue. The owner is focused and invested heavily into SEO for the site, making sure it consistently ranks at the top in the search engines for the main industry keywords. As a result, most of the traffic and sales are organic, coming from people who have searched for sex dolls on Google. Other strong sales channels are the 25,000-plus person email list and an affiliate program. The owner has developed relationships with the best manufacturers. The products are drop-shipped directly from the manufacturer to the customer. The store has hundreds of five-star reviews on the website and on third-party sites. The store currently has no employees aside from the owner who works 10 to 15 hours a week on the business. SEO is handled by an agency. This is a business that can be grown by a company with experience in the novelties field. Only $2.72 million. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Paige from Piper. Paige, thanks for being with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Paige came up with the idea for Piper after years of frustration when filing her taxes and seeking financial advice. Working in non-nine-to-five industries, she always felt judged, explaining and justifying her Gen Z career to eyebrow-raising accountants. I've seen those. Now, (laughs) she couldn't find an accountant or service that would show her the respect she knew she deserved, she made a decision, open her own judgment-free tax service. She observed some older professionals taking advantage of millennials or Gen Zers, assuming they didn't know any better. Paige also found that there was a lack of information available from finance and tax professionals. If these professionals wouldn't help younger clients understand how their taxes work, who would? From here, the concept of Piper was born, and Paige and her team have been working on the company's growth ever since. Paige's dream is for individuals to find the financial autonomy and pride that should come with filing taxes and taking control of their finances. She wants to uplift and empower each individual in our industry. Today, Paige is continuing to build and expand the Piper community, offering non-judgmental tax and finance services for all. Ultimately, her goal is to disrupt 
disrupt, I should say, a traditional industry and make financial information and services simple and available. Piper proudly serves people such as adult entertainers, content creators, and dancers. They employ certified accountants, lawyers, and financial advisors across Canada and the U.S. who have been hand-selected and trained to ensure their services are welcoming to all. And they're working on building a community platform that will be home to practical workshops, tools, discussions, and more. Paige, I just talked about why you started Piper. Do you have anything to add? No, I think you said it perfectly. Okay. But tell me, we were talking um, offline a little bit about your background. First of all, you're 25 years old, which blows me away. (laughs) Talk about the things you did before you got into Piper. Yeah, so um, it's been an interesting journey so far. Definitely not boring. I'm a, I mean, college and university dropout. And I became a flight attendant at 18, did that for a few Mm -hmm. years. Then I worked in nightlife doing bottle service in a big city Mm -hmm. in Canada. Um, That was great, great money. Then I worked in luxury resale. I had a business doing that and in manufacturing and clothing manufacturing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you told me about the clothing manufacturing. Tie-dye, eh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, during COVID, those matching tie-dye sweatsuits were were a hit. Having lived through the 70s, that just gives me the shivers up and down my spine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I can I can imagine definitely growing up with that. But um, yeah, it was it was a huge thing during COVID. So great business, fun business. So is tie-dye still a thing? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think we're on to the next trend now. Thank you, Lord. Everything old is new again, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. I mean, there are no new ideas. All the movies, remakes. You yeah. know, I mean, it's like TV shows, remakes. Songs, remakes. It's like, I think this, this world right now suffers from a lack of imagination. Yeah, creativity, definitely. <laughs> Big time. So how old is Piper? And talk a bit about the growth so far. Yeah, so um, I knew definitely when I first had the idea of Piper, I wanted to launch in Canada and the US. Um, mm. I'm Canadian, so uh, yes. it was an, an easy market to go, go into. But um, actually, most of our clients are actually in the US. Yeah. So that's also great. Um, but sure. uh, yeah, so Piper is uh, a year old, actually. Piper mm-hmm. just turned one year uh, a couple of days ago. So, oh, congratulations! Happy Thank birthday! You. Thank you. Thank you. It's definitely something I'm proud of, and um, I'm looking forward to this year and all the all the projects that we have going on. So, talk about you talked about how working in a gig economy is, is really what we're in right now. Yeah, and you doing things like doing bottle service, which, by the way. Uh, a dear friend of mine, his daughter does it, and she makes <laughs> freaking bank working two days a week. It's so, crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, I know, man, <laughs> horny, horny men. Yeah, oh, you gotta love them, right? <laughs> but yeah. talk about some of the experiences you had trying to get your taxes done 
when you worked in that type of industry? It was very difficult. And I mean, I think the big problem is there's a lack of information out there and there's a lack of trustworthy Mm -hmm. professionals. And unfortunately, a lot of professionals will take take advantage of your, you know, you not knowing um, what's going on with your finances or how to do taxes and stuff like that. So that's really Mm -hmm. unfortunate. But I, yeah, I I experienced some of that. And I've talked about this on other podcasts where I was unfortunately sexually assaulted um, in a, a tax firm. Oh, in Jesus. Canada. Oh, yeah. This is why I decided to start Piper. So in My Canada. God. Yeah, it was awful. Um, and then uh, I got a, a, a big tax bill because I ran out of that office. And, what? you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I've been doing my taxes uh, with a professional since I was 18 years old. And yeah. my usual tax bill is like a certain number. And after that event, uh, I got a tax bill of an extra $6,000 that I had Jesus. to pay him, which I didn't. <laughs> of course. I hope you press charges. Yeah. This was a really eye-opening experience, obviously. And yeah. uh, a lot of people started coming forward with their own experiences, just with unprofessional right. professionals. And some of our clients have had that before prior to working with us. And yeah, Yeah. so that's kind of my experience. (sighs) It's unfortunate, but Hmm. I mean, Piper came out of it, right? So yeah, well, and there's also a very dark side of some men. I I mean, I grew up being raised by my mom. So I'm a Mm -hmm. person who has all the respect in the world for women. Unfortunately. Not all men are like that. Yeah. And, oh, God, that just that just makes me sick. And it got worse. Um, you know, when I had the Piper idea, I started, you know, calling around different accountants and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I started saying, you know, have you worked with adult entertainers? Have you worked with dancers? And I remember calling one accountant in a small town in Ontario, Canada, and he's like, no, I, I've never worked with, with um, you know, people in the adult industry, but I would just trade services. Oh, Jesus Christ. So then I'm like, okay, I have to, I have to make Piper work. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, oh my yeah. Goodness. Now, when you say they take advantage of younger people's lack of knowledge, what, I mean, in what form does that manifest itself? So I would definitely say with the price point, they're going to charge you a lot more because mm. you, you don't know any better, right? Like you're young, mm. you're, you're intimidated by the IRS or the CRA and you're mm. worried, you want to do everything by the book and they'll just charge you a lot more. Jeez. So. Yeah, that's, that sucks. Now, yeah. are the younger accountants any different than the older accountants? I would say so. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Um, our team is is a mix between like I would say like forties, but I also have like thirties. I also have people that mm-hmm. are late twenties, and they're Good. much more open minded. They know what's going right. on in this world. They they know about you know income on YouTube and the income that our clients are making and freelancer websites and all that stuff. So, so they're with it. <laughs> 
So when you interview an accountant, tell me some of the questions you ask them. I really try to get a feel for their personality and see if they're a right fit in general. I think it's really easy to tell off the bat if somebody's mm. going to be a, a right fit. Um, right. Some of the, the questions will be, you know, do you know OnlyFans? Do you know about these campsites? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this? What right. Do you see the issues? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a whole training manual that we go through with them. And we yeah. really talk about different things and, and terms that are you should be using and terms mm-hmm. that you shouldn't be using. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and I would imagine a lot of, especially a lot of the younger accountants are users of these platforms. Not that the older guys aren't, because they certainly <laughs> are. But I would think a lot of the younger guys certainly know these platforms. They yeah. they know Pornhub. They know OnlyFans. You know, they know Live Jasmine. And yeah. they, they're probably on those platforms. Yeah. And it's not so taboo. Like it's like, yeah. it's very normalized. Right. Like they're, right. they're very cool with it. You know what I mean? Like they, they don't see it as anything like, oh, <laughs> like risque. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, as we like to say in our industry, sex work is work. Exactly. And as long, I would imagine that anyone who you hire has to have that attitude. Absolutely. We actually have it in our pamphlet and we always say, you know, don't be an asshole. So <laughs> <laughs> we have it in bold letters. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that should be the uh, rallying cry for everyone. I'm afraid. Yeah. What are the biggest challenges you're facing with Piper? Well, actually there's actually a shortage of accountants mm. um, like nationwide. So really? I've, yeah, I've, I've had really difficulty just trying to find more accountants that are a good fit to, to onboard. Um, mm. So that's probably my biggest challenge so far. Sure. Well, yeah. I, I think especially this time of year, oh, yeah. probably going to have trouble reaching people. <laughs> Absolutely. Are there like trade shows that accountants and tax preparers go to that you yeah. can go and meet, meet a bunch of them? Um, yeah, there's a few. I haven't gone so far. Um, it hasn't mm. really been on my radar, but maybe, yeah, yeah I could check one out. Um, I just don't know if, if the younger accountants go to them. Hey, you can always ask Bruce for a marketing idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. It's in my DNA. So <laughs> if I, if you ever want to sit down and strategize a little bit, I'm more than happy to help you in any way. Because well, honestly, I think what you're doing is phenomenal. I really, really do. This is one of the reasons I wanted to interview you. Because quite frankly, sex workers and people in the adult industry, which I happen to be one, are really tired of being subject to bias. Yeah. And we see it every single day. Yeah, and totally. When a company comes along that is the opposite of that, you just have to applaud it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's really important to me to try to disrupt this industry, this very old fashioned backwards Mm -hmm. industry, which is the accounting industry. (laughs) Yes. 
yeah, they haven't made much advances in anything technology or accepting other like sex work or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's really important to me to continue pushing forward and break those boundaries. In fact, I'll tell you a story. Okay. I have a friend who I used to hang out with a lot when I lived in the States, knew him from the gym uh, where you meet a lot of friends. We used to party together. Uh, we used to do things together. We had a lot of mutual friends and he was an accountant and he had a firm in the area that I lived and he did my taxes for years. And then he came to me and he said, Bruce, I'm sorry, but I can't do your taxes anymore. And I said, why? He He said, because my partners came to me and said, we handle a lot of school districts and we can't be associated with the adult industry. Wow. Awful. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame him. He's a great guy. He's a partner in the firm, but it's not just his firm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, that's a pretty good example why there's a need for Piper. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's definitely frustrating. I empathize with Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. I just thought about that. It's been years. It's been years, probably 15, 20 years since that happened, but wow. yeah. And, uh, you know, I just went, well, that, that sucks, but move on with life. You know, yeah, I, I was kind yeah. of, I was a little hurt at first. And then when yeah. I thought about it, I went, I get it. I get it. It's not his fault. It's not his yeah. fault. Yeah. So why began a company in an industry that you didn't go to school for? Jeez. Good question. Um, I know. Cause I asked it. <laughs> yeah. I love creating and I love creating companies and I love filling Mm -hmm. gaps and I love problem solving. So for me, I never think like education or lack of should ever hold you back. Yeah. So I, I just went for it (laughs) to be honest. I just went for Mm -hmm. it and Mm -hmm. it worked out and I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I didn't know anything about brokering websites when I started adult site broker. Yeah, I, I made a deal by accident. Okay, a guy a guy contacted me. We were talking about marketing because that you know that was what I was doing most of the time in those days. I still have a marketing company, and he goes, you know, Bruce, I think I want to sell instead of market it. And he had three small gay affiliate programs, and I went. He goes, do you know a lot of do you know people in the gay space? I go, yeah. Absolutely. Because in recent years, what I had done was gone a little bit outside of my comfort zone and I started attending the gay parties. Oh, okay? love it. Because it was like, well, well, I'm from San Francisco, first of all. So it wasn't that. My, my best friend's gay. My wife's brother's gay. I mean, it wasn't. And I live in, I live in Thailand, for Christ's sake. You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, lady boys everywhere. It's yes. not like it's that outside of my comfort zone. And then uh, at the time, Morgan from CyberSocket, who since sold it, started extending the CyberSocket parties to the straight world. And things really started to come together at that point. And everybody was going to a lot of the same parties, although there are still gay parties. And 
I'll go to them. Hell yes, I'll go to them because I want to make those contacts. I'm not a stupid business person. I'm not going <laughs> to say, oh, no, I'm just going to deal with straight people. And I've had a lot of business from the gay side of the business probably because of that. So, mm -hmm. no, I, I think, I, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, life so, is full of uh, life is full of opportunities, and it's so important. I think just to take any opportunity. How did you get this smart at twenty five? <laughs> I guess that I don't know. A couple of years of life life experience. Yeah, I guess because <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I didn't really do anything about it until well. I guess I was 28, so I guess I wasn't that far beyond. Yeah, yet. you're not. No, not at all. No, no, I would. No, I wouldn't have been. No, I wouldn't have been 28. Let me think about this. 20, 45, uh, 22. Yeah, more like 43. So anyway, <laughs> a little, little bit behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's, it's hard. It's, it's hard to count to 65 sometimes. <laughs> um, so, where do you see Piper in five years? We have so many projects on the go that I'm definitely excited to share closer to the date. Really disrupting the accounting industry, like yeah. really totally disrupting the accounting industry, implementing a lot of technology, implementing so many different things. Mm -hmm. um, and just breaking down those walls in, in sex work and in the accounting sure. industry. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and hopefully expanding uh, to other countries. That's that's a big goal of mine. That would be fantastic. You know, another thing you could do, and it just just hit me: go to some accounting schools. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, you know, you get some people out of college; they're hungry. Yeah, <laughs> totally, absolutely. <laughs> so, absolutely. Well, Piper's clients fall outside conventional jobs now. We've obviously seen the gig industry growing so much in recent years. What do you think the future of these jobs is? Let's talk about like just freelance in general. I mean, that's taking mm -hmm. over completely. Um, yeah. des freelance designers, freelance developers, freelance programmers, mm -hmm. freelance everything. So the, right. gig, the gig economy is just going to get bigger. As you've seen in, in the last few years, especially with, I would say, OnlyFans, um, mm -hmm. sex work is becoming a little more normalized, step by yeah. step. Yes. So I'm hoping that, you know, it's not stigmatized anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what, I mean, as far as gig work goes, how, what kind of an impact do you see AI having on it? AI will definitely take over copywriters. That's for sure. I mean, the work that AI has done, um, Chad GPT, it's mm -hmm. incredible. <laughs> I mean, I've tested mm. it out, like email my boss or email my teacher or different things. And it's really crazy. Mm. VR is becoming bigger in the sex work space, as you probably oh, yeah. know. Yeah, it's just going to get more, more techie. Yeah, definitely. My fear is that AI is going to take over and replace a lot of those gig jobs. Yeah. I unfortunately and, I believe it will. Yeah. Yeah. Which is sad, but it's inevitable. Yeah. What's been the most rewarding part of building Piper? I would say just the feedback that we get from clients or the 
different situations like taxes people think oh like i don't want to pay taxes or i don't want to do my taxes and stuff but it really does have an impact on your life i mean we've had we've helped so many different clients in like even like court cases you know for them Mm. to get custody of their children so we've helped yeah we've helped it's so many different and that's the most rewarding thing to me is just helping people Mm -hmm. absolutely i mean in any industry that should be your goal Mm -hmm. is to help people if your goal is to make money and that's your number one goal you got problems yeah absolutely absolutely because it'll catch up with you. So what are some lessons you've learned along your journey to get to where you are today? In Piper or in life in general? (laughs) Well, why don't you tell me both? Okay, I would say in life, definitely seize any opportunity that you can. And Mm -hmm. the worst that can happen is you fail. And if you fail, so what? Yeah, what's that, you know, leave your Mm -hmm. ego at the door. Um, I've started a lot of different companies and some of them were very successful and some of them not so much, but I've learned Mm -hmm. so much through those. I would never trade it at all. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think just always give it your best shot, try new things and grab the world by its balls. Like just Mm. go for it. I love it. Yeah. In terms of Piper. I would say I've learned a lot about people in general and how mm-hmm. they think and yeah. the psychology that comes with finances. Cause I knew my own psychology when it came from finances, but really how you grow up, how your parents were with money, how you've mm-hmm. seen different friends or family members around you interact with money or their money relationship really impacts you and impacts right. your money relationship. So that's yeah. been really a really interesting lesson. Huh? What drives you, Paige? I mean, it's still, I, it's still, it's still blowing me away. Your tender young age and all you've already accomplished. What drives you? I think it's just challenges. I love, I love creating. I love building, and I love problem mm-hmm. solving. So any problems that I see, or you know, there's a lack in the market for, I jump mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. I just jump on it and just hope, you know, it works out. But even if it doesn't, who cares? You know, who cares? People often, a lot of my friends will be like, well, are you scared you're going to fail? And I'm like, okay, I fail. So what? I start something else. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You you fall down, you get back up, right? Exactly, exactly. And that's what entrepreneurship is. You know that. Oh, I absolutely do. And When I started this, when I started the marketing company, when I started the general consulting company, all of those, actually, I did them for the reason that there was a hole in the market and that there was a need for all of those things. And, you know, some have succeeded more than others. I would say Adult Site Broker has been a smashing success. And it's like, just because something isn't the biggest thing since sliced bread, it doesn't mean that you failed. Adult site broker has taken time to grow. And now, you know, we're the, you know, we're the leader in the industry. And I think it's what you want to be, you know, to to the to the point that there's imitators, which <laughs> I think is the greatest is the greatest uh, form of flattery, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um so 
it's just one of those things that, look, it just comes down to finding a need and filling it. So I completely agree with you on that. And I'll always do that. And I've I've always got ideas. I'm always buying domains thinking I'm going to do this. <laughs> I do the and same. Most of the, eh, most of the time I don't end up using the domain. Yeah, yeah. that's how but, it goes. Uh, yeah. By the way, why Piper? What was the uh, motivation for that and for the name? Yeah, I actually get that question a lot. Um, people think that I got it. I don't know if you ever watched the show Silicon Valley. Nope. Um, but it was, it was a company on there anyways, it was called Piper or, or pay the Piper or something like, something like mm. that. And so people think mm. it's from that, but I was thinking like I wanted, I actually listened to a podcast about if you name your company, a person's name, like Alexa for Amazon, it's going to be more memorable. And mm. so I started thinking about this. I started looking at baby names. Um, <laughs> and I wanted a unisex name and Piper came up and th- I mean, the traditional way of spelling Piper is P I P E R. Correct. And so I decided to add a Y in there instead and, and change it a bit. And then it made yep. sense because pay the Piper, you got to pay yeah, the prob- Piper. Yeah, yes. And it probably would have been a little hard to get uh, the domain P I P E R.com. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to guess that's taken. I can't be sure, but I'm just guessing. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's also an aircraft manufacturer as well. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Excellent. So now loneliness in our industry is a huge problem. The fine people over at uh, Pineapple Support do a wonderful job with mental health issues. And that's a big reason why we support them. How do you think Piper is helping people in the industry to feel less alone and more connected? I think definitely just being an ear to listen. So we do a lot of consultation calls, um, both mm-hmm. on packages purchased or in general, if, if, they, if the client needs a consultation. Right. And just providing that support and knowledge of finances or whatever that they're asking for, um, we've seen mm-hmm. it has helped a lot. And they, they say so. So I believe that as well as just maintaining a relationship with that person. I often will check in with clients and see how they're right. doing. Um, we sent out holiday cards. Mm. I don't want to be a, a, a traditional accounting firm. I never got a, God, no. I never got a holiday card from you know my my old accounting firm uh, oh, I did, doing my but taxes, I but I, I don't know. I just want to to maintain that that relationship with our clients and just let yeah. them know that we're always there, whatever they need. Um, yeah. There's been many cases where our clients will ask us about different things. So for example, we have a lot of dancer clients in the US. So they'll ask mm-hmm. us about uh, health insurance and yeah. where to find. So we we assist with that, no charge. And it's mm-hmm. just about helping this industry. Right. It must be really, really refreshing for your clients to talk to you after having talked to traditional accountants all these years. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Like I love my clients. It's totally fun. And it's, I think it's very comforting for them to see somebody who also worked in nightlife, who is their age, who looks like them, who gets it, who gets the fear. Because when I was making, 
you know, cash and I, in these clubs and stuff, I didn't know what to do with it. I had no yeah. idea, <laughs> you know, at yeah. 20, 21, I have no idea. And I'm making, I came from, I didn't come from money. So I had no one to turn to and really if it was had me, to. If it was me, I'd put it <laughs> under my bed. I sure as hell wouldn't yeah. tell the IRS about it. <laughs> yeah. In a shoebox. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but yeah, it was, I really had to figure a lot of my financial situation and how to do things on my own. Right. And so I implement that. I implement that in Piper. A funny story. My accountant, my first accountant, he was old. Okay. <laughs> I think at one time roomed with my father. Okay. Who would be now like over a hundred. Okay. He finally passed away. Oh, I think he was like 83 or 84. And he did my taxes up until the time he died. So he, and he knew I was in the industry. And uh, I think he was kind of amused by it, actually. But you keep in (laughs) mind, he had known me since I was a little boy. Okay. And yeah. So Phil, oh, God, I miss him because. I got to tell you, every year, I'd see him once a year, and I'd come to his house, and we'd sit down, and we'd talk about life, and I'd talk about, you know, how things were going for me, and yeah, yeah, and he he was something special. He was really, really something special, so towards the end of him doing my taxes, I was in the adult industry, and he goes, well, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> so how important do you think community and connection is for the people in the adult industry? It's the most important. I mean, really, absolutely. Community is huge. It's such mm. an, in the sex work industry, in the adult industry, it's such an isolating industry. Yeah. And it's often, you know, you're lost or maybe you enter mm-hmm. the industry when you're younger or, I mean, there's so many issues that, as you know, we encounter and, Community is everything. And I think community mm-hmm. in every single industry is everything. It's so important. Right. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's always been a stigma that people face in the adult industry. We were talking about this offline. How do you feel Piper is helping people overcome stigma? It's interesting because, I mean, I see it in my own city where people see what I'm doing and they have so many questions and they're like, well, what do you mean? Like the adult, why, why wouldn't they just go to H&R Block or why wouldn't they just go <laughs> to a regular accountant? Yeah, I have, I mean, I have my own uh, opinions about TurboTax and H&R Block, but <laughs> I won't share those. But some people don't understand like the amount of stigma that the adult industry has. And well, oh, I think it just cut out there. It comes from the religious right. Uh, it comes from Republican politicians. And really, stigma. In fact, um, my blog writer did a blog post about this recently that we're gonna, I'm going to be putting up in a few days. There's been a stigma about the adult industry going back centuries. So it's really baked in to our society uh, in North America but also all over the world. Yeah. Uh, People in the adult industry are looked down upon. I was talking yesterday, day before, day before to a trans performer, a wonderful interview, by the way. And 
she was saying to me that in the entertainment field, we're on the bottom of the rung. And mm. that's how we're looked at. Oh. And I don't think there's a hell of a lot that can be done about it. I do think things like OnlyFans becoming more mainstream, Pornhub becoming one of the number one brands in the world, things like that are going to help us. And quite frankly, I think as your generation and the generation before you get older, I think the stigma will become less and less. I really yeah. do because younger people don't give a rip. They really don't. <laughs> yeah. They're, they do what they do. And I mean, I've always felt that way. So, you know, maybe, maybe I was born before my time, but people don't give a rip. And mm-hmm. okay, so you're a prostitute. Okay, so you're a dancer. Okay, so you fuck on film. So what? Yeah. That's what you do. That isn't who you are. No, not at all. And that's the thing is like, we have so many clients that are, yes, in the adult industry, but they also own coffee shops. They also own, you know, other businesses, marketing firms, stuff like that. Like, and I think that's so cool. And there's such a stigma of like, oh, you're a dancer. Oh, you're, you know, you're a porn star. Oh, that's all you do? That's who you are? Yeah. Like, absolutely not. No, yeah. like, no way. It's it's you know, your pr- job. It's a small yeah, yeah, part yeah, of your yeah. life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, Jamie Kelly, the, the trans performer I was uh, referring to. Oh, my God. She's a musician. She is an editor. In fact, I love it. she said to me, would you like me to edit our interview? And I'm like, Oh, boy, girl, I'd love to save some time right now. (laughs) And she got it back to me in a couple of hours. And what an editing job. It was incredible. I mean, people, yes, people do a lot more than what their persona is in the adult industry. So Yeah, and that's what the world needs to realize. Like... Big time. Like, it's crazy that there's still stigma, but I feel definitely with companies like Pineapple Support, yes, my own company, other people moving forward and making things more normalized, I I do think that that's a good step in the right direction. Well, there's another thing, okay? Our industry gets tied together with child trafficking, okay? And... We have an organization, ASACP, uh, Tim Henning, who runs it, is also Canadian. And that organization is what they do is protect children from uh, seeing porn and from being put into porn. That's their, that's their whole mission. And it's wow. fully supported by the adult industry. Alec Helmy the president, I don't know what Alec's title is these days, CEO, Grand Poopa, whatever. Alec is, and he won't go on my podcast yet. I'm still bummed. He funded it and started it. So, you know, the people don't realize all the good things this industry does. Free Speech Coalition. I just recently interviewed Alison Bowden and she'll be on in a two-part series in March. And Allison, oh, what have you had a chance to meet her? No, not yet. What an incredible 
lady. I've known her a long time because she's been in the industry. She used to run Kink and and she's oh, had cool. other other roles. But I mean, Allison, her organization is amazing and how it stands for free speech. That affects every American. Yes, we're talking about free speech as it relates to the adult industry, but the First Amendment in the United States is in grave danger because of the right wing and the right wing Supreme Court as well. And the FSC is doing some amazing things. In fact, they were in Washington a month or two ago talking to people in Congress. And the uh, real encouraging part is she said she got a willing ear from Democrats and Republicans. Oh, amazing. I was blown away away by that. So listen for that. It's going to be really good. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't mean to promote a bunch of episodes, but anyway. (laughs) So for for anyone, and you're going to run after them anyway, so I guess (laughs) they'll have to go back and listen. So for anyone feeling lost, overwhelmed, or lonely working in our industry, what's the best piece of advice you can give them? Reach out reach out to your community, ask for support, reach out to us, you know, reach out to Bruce, ask for support, ask for, you know, pineapple support. support. Yeah. 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 Just reach out to your community. Yeah. 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 Talk to somebody, you know, Leah started pineapple support and she's been on our podcast numerous times. She started pineapple support after all the suicides that had happened in our industry a few years ago. And it was, what a godsend. Um, They've now helped over, I think, Allison, who's who's the president of the board. I don't know when she sleeps. She said, I think 10,000 now, people. That's amazing. Wow. I mean, it's incredible. Go, Allison. Go Pineapple Support. That's amazing. I think every business in our industry should be a sponsor like we are. And I think that everyone in our industry should give them some financial support. No two ways about it. It's something that's just absolutely incredible. So final question, what's the biggest takeaway you've learned from setting up Piper? I would say I'll, t- I'll talk about like the business side and then I'll talk about kind of the our industry. And I would say business, mm-hmm. keep pushing forward every day. Keep pushing forward. Never forget your mission, never forget the goal of helping others and keep striving for that and keep wanting to make a change. Mm -hmm. And in the adult industry, I would say I'm super honored and happy to be a part of this industry and to continue helping as much as I can. And yeah, thank you. And I just want to want to keep being there for everybody. What did you, I have one more bonus question. What did you think you were getting into? I mean, you weren't, you weren't a part of the adult industry. What did you think the adult industry was like before you got into it? And now what do you think it's like? I have a lot of friends that were already in the industry. Um, Ah. Both. Yeah. So (laughs) I knew, um, I mean, when I was 18, I was a server at a strip club. So yeah, so I've been around it. I've been around it. um, Definitely. And yeah, I have a lot of friends that do OnlyFans or are in the cam industry and dancers Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I already knew. And then I just, yeah, kept looking Reddit, Twitter, 
and everything and, and just started making connections, going to expos. And I love the industry. I mean, I loved it before and I love it after. <laughs> it's a wonderful family. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I really saw that at my first Biz Miami back last May and yeah. how everyone was so supportive of one another. And really, it was a really <laughs> big family. And I was so yeah. impressed. And I'm like, I'm telling all my friends, I'm like, this is incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It's been over 21 years for me. And uh, I'll tell you something. I'm never retiring from it. I'm never retiring. I don't see any reason to leave unless something drastic happens to the industry because, and I hope it doesn't because uh, I love every minute of it. It's fun. The people are great. And I look forward to every trade show so we can have another family reunion. So Yeah, totally. I mean, it's the best trade shows. People are jealous of the trade shows that you and I go to. So it's a lot of fun. It definitely is. Well, Paige, I'd like to thank you for being our guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk, and I hope we'll get a chance to do this again soon. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. My broker tip today is part one of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. First, make sure you're converting as much of your traffic as possible. Traffic is expensive. Whether it's search engine traffic, review site traffic, or affiliate traffic, you pay it a lot for this traffic. So make sure that when someone lands on your site, you give them every opportunity possible to either spend money or do whatever it is you want your visitors to do. In the case of a pay site, make sure your billing options allow as many people as possible to buy. Have multiple ways to pay. In North America, most everyone has a credit card. But in other parts of the world, credit cards aren't used nearly as much. In Europe, for instance, credit card usage is low. So look for billing options that will match the areas where your traffic comes from. In Europe, ACH and debit cards are used a lot. In Africa and other developing areas, many people pay by mobile. Do your homework and find out how people pay in the regions you get most of your traffic. It'll make you more money. The worst thing you can do is get a visitor, have them want to buy, but since you don't have their preferred way to pay, they can't. If you're looking for suggestions, feel free to get in touch with me via my website. Along with this is to improve your user experience. Make your site attractive and easy to navigate. People have more options than ever these days. I can't tell you how many sites I go to, even some that are owned by large companies, where the navigation isn't obvious to the user. You poke around the site for what seems like an eternity to do something that should be relatively easy. Keep it simple. Before you launch any changes to your site, ask your friends to go there and check it out. Unfortunately, designers and tech geeks don't think like us. You need real people to look at your site for you. The same kind of people who will be visiting your site. We'll talk about this subject more next week. And next week, we'll have a very special episode. It's our 150th segment for Adult Site Broker Talk. We'll be speaking with Leanne Young, one of Ron Jeremy's alleged victims. You don't want to miss that. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Paige from Piper. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.